Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Okay, so today's gospel um, has to be read in light of yesterday's gospel. Today's gospel is just the continuation from yesterday's. But you know that because you were reading it in your Bibles, and you know it, right? Very good. Okay. Very good, class. All right. So just to, re- just to refresh our minds, what happened yesterday in yesterday's gospel, it was the whole story of the rich young man, right? The young man who runs up to Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That whole dialogue and the sadness of that story, he departs and leaves because he had many possessions, it says. And then Jesus has this whole conversation about how difficult it is for the rich to enter the kingdom. So you have to picture Peter. This is this was in my prayer this morning. I, you have to picture Peter just kind of looking around at the other guys, listening to Jesus, this whole thing about whoever has given up all these things will be my disciple. You have to picture Peter like kind of smiling and like looking at the other guys. Be like, I, we, we, we did that. Like, we, we did that, Lord. He's smacking the guys like, yeah, we're, we actually followed him. And, you know, Peter thinking, like, I've actually gotten something right for the first time, right? Peter's so notorious for putting his foot right in his mouth. We've given up everything and followed you. What, they, what that guy couldn't do, what that guy wouldn't do, we did, right? That's Peter's excitement. We're actually getting something right. What we, have to, what we see in this gospel uh, is what I'm going to call the, the law of the gift, the law of the gift. Other theologians, other writers, other saints have talked about this. This isn't a Father Pat original. That's okay. The first rule of homiletics is that you steal everything. So that's how it works. So here's, here's how this goes, right? God doesn't need us. God doesn't need you. He doesn't need creation. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. And that's actually incredible news. Right? The relationship between God and, and, and you, God and creation, is not one of codependency, right? which begs the question, if he doesn't need us, if we're not here by necessity, what explains our being here? We were loved into being. We're desired into being. We are like, entirely his delight. He doesn't need you, which is so good. He doesn't need anything from us. So here's how this works. So whatever we give him, Whatever we give to him, it breaks against the rock of his own self-sufficiency and it returns to us divinized, magnified, glorified, transformed. Whatever we give him, whatever we surrender to him, it returns to us transformed, right? Here, Jesus, here are some loaves and fishes. I give them to you. And as he gives them back, he gives it back in super abundance. Here's five, here's five loaves and seven fish. And he gives it back in super abundance. Twelve worker baskets full, right? Here, Jesus, here's some jars full of water at this wedding feast. I give this water to you. He returns it back to us, transformed into the choicest wine, the best wine anybody's ever had. 180 gallons worth of wine, right? Give to him, he returns it back. Or here in this Mass, every single day, what we do in Mass, this is how this works. We bring bread and wine over to the altar. Here, Jesus, here's a little bit of creation some meager bread and a little bit of common wine, I give it to you, and it breaks against the rock of his own self-sufficiency and it returns it to us as his own flesh and blood. That's pretty magnified. That's an incredible transformation of the gift, right? It's an incredible transformation of the gift. Or here, Jesus, here is my life. 
I surrender it all to you. I hand it over to you. And the return, right, Jesus' promise is absurd. The, the ROI, as they say in the business world, the return on investment is absurd. You get a hundredfold increase, a hundredfold increase. He says, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands and eternal life in the age to come. I was talking to uh, friends last night. I was over at their house. And uh, we were just reflecting on this. And um, this is so true. I wish I, I wish I could somehow capture this, put this on a vocation poster that like the, the promise of Jesus, he really means this. He really means this. Like this, is the, this has been one of the greatest gifts of priesthood for me that like Jesus, here's my life and he gives back to me so many people, so many people. Like he really means this. Houses, brothers, sisters, mothers. I've got a lot of mothers. Um, holy smokes, every priest has got a lot of mothers. But it's a beautiful thing. It's an incredible gift. It's an incredible gift. An eternal life in the age to come. However, I don't want us to miss one very important part of what he says. Two absolutely important words. He goes through this whole thing. You're going to receive houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands. Then he adds this. With persecutions. Like you're going along, you're like, wow, this sounds great. Yeah, all this stuff coming back to me. And then he just throws out there, with persecutions, with persecutions. You will be rewarded amongst all this good thing, all these good things with persecutions. You'll be rewarded with having to defend your faith. You'll be rewarded with the cross. To follow Jesus is not an escape for getting out of this world unscathed. You know, planning on getting out unscathed is not the goal of the Christian's life. None of us, absolutely none of us, whether we're priests, whether we're lay people, none of us, like if we're going to follow Jesus, will be unscathed. Like the persecution will come. Somewhere, somehow, it's going to come. If you're following him, it's going to come. You will feel, if you follow him, you will feel stupidly, overwhelmingly blessed and spoiled and at the same time persecuted and no suffering in the cross. It goes together. It goes together. That's the promise. That is the promise. So let us again decide today to follow him. To be like Peter, we will, we've given up everything to follow you. Amen.